2: The Dogs Podcast with your hosts Blake Rennaker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. Hey, what's up, everybody? Another live episode of the Dogs Podcast, presented by Omaha Steaks. We are still presented by Omaha Steaks. Blake doesn't always read it that way, but uh, we are. And right now, it's it's me, Josh, and John coming to you guys on a Friday night. Going to do a live preview of the Colts game on Sunday, but here for the first few minutes, we're just going to kind of talk a little bit, let the chat fill up, and uh, just see what everybody's got going on here for the weekend. I know we've got Andrew Jackson and maybe Kenny Mack joining us here in the chat, two of our uh, oldest Dog Pack members. They've been with us for a long time, and they're actually going to the game together. Well, I don't know about together, but they're going to be meeting up at the game in Indianapolis. You know, that's kind of the cool thing about the Dog Pack, like... The friendships that we have formed with, you know, the members of the dog pack, the friendships they formed between themselves. It's all really cool. I mean, uh, Blake was a it was just Blake, right? Went with Katie from California last you went with him? Okay. This is what happens when we start early. We still have technical difficulties. <laughs> you just have to deal with it, I guess. That's okay. It's four fifty-nine. We'll we'll make it through. Uh hey, Nick H. Thank you for the early Chat donation. He says, Do you think this might be a trap game? Um, we'll dive into the Colts and you know where they rank defensively and offensively and where we think we can exploit them and all that kind of stuff. Could it be a trap game? Absolutely, it could be. I mean, we're gonna be on the road after a very, very big, emotional, hard fought win against all the odds last week. I know mm-hmm. some people in the YouTube comments were complaining that we were calling it a stolen game. Brown stole a game um, as if we didn't earn it. That's not what we mean by a stolen game. We just mean we were 10.5 we point dogs. dogs. Yeah. Like, and, and you know, I, I, it can be a trap game. Look at what happened to the
3: 49ers. They blow out the Cowboys and they come out to Cleveland and, you know, they, I, they lose the game. We both had starters, you know, we had starters start, you know, that didn't start and they had guys get hurt. Uh, and, we talked about the refs. We don't want to hear about that because that goes both ways sometimes. So they lost the game and they came to a uh, hard to play environment. Rain, Cleveland. We had the home field advantage. We did what we had to do. So yeah, this could be a trap game for us. And so we, we're coming off a huge emotional win and we have to uh just keep in mind that any given Sunday, you can win, you can lose. It it comes down to execution. So
2: I'm confident in the defense, though. I'm going to start by saying that, and then we'll get into the preview here in a bit. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, just to kind of piggy off what you just said, the the difference between the trap game, you know, us being the trap game, I guess you could say, for the 49ers and the Colts being that for us, the Colts don't have our defense. So, we we will dive into all that. But before we do, you know, as this thing is, is building up a little bit more, and we got some more people joining the chat, just remind everybody, make sure you guys follow us on all the socials, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Make sure if you're watching this on YouTube with us, please like this video and subscribe to the channel. We are really getting close to 8,000 subscribers. That's a huge milestone for us. Just we're, we're getting to numbers we never thought possible. So it's all because of you guys. We appreciate you tuning in and following the show. So please subscribe. And um, if you would like to become a YouTube channel member, it's just 99 cents. If you look in the chat, you see all the emojis and the the uh, badge icons next to everybody's name in there. They're all YouTube channel members. So it's just 99 cents. You get to use your emojis. Guys, if you want to start throwing in some of those cool dogs emojis, some Miles Garretts, uh, maybe we get some Deshaun Watsons this week, some Nick Chubbs. Well, Nick Chubb won't be playing, but let's get him in there anyway. All kinds of cool stuff. And of course, last but not least, join the Patreon, go to jointhedogs.com, become an official Dog Pack member, and that's where you get the extra episode every week, the after hours, you really get to hear some unfiltered content from us, it's a ton of fun, and you get to join the Discord, which is just the coolest place to hang out on Sundays during Browns games, because we all come together in there and talk and interact the entire game. And I mean, you know what it's like to be somewhere and you're watching a Browns game and how passionately you feel about what's going on. And you are either alone or you're around people that are just on their phones or watching other things or just don't care about the game. And it's so frustrating. But in the discord, everybody in there is just as diehard as you are, maybe even more. And it's just a ton of fun to, you know, commiserate and celebrate at the same time with everybody. Yep. Couldn't get everybody together tonight, but we got Blake and Justin both in the chat right now. So Yeah, that's awesome. So Blake and Justin are actually going to the local high, uh, high school football game tonight. It's a it's a huge game. It's a rivalry. It's Dover, Philly and Sports Illustrated. I looked actually has it ranked in the top 20 high school rivalries in the United States, like in the entire country. And I believe it's said tonight is the 120th, 120th edition of the game. Dover leads 58 to 59 or 58 to 52, and then nine ties.
3: They do know. Him. We're doing good. Thanks for asking. How are you doing, buddy?
2: <laughs>
3: we All did right. get another question. Do you think we should start Deshaun Watson? I would. That's an easy one. Yes. If he's
2: ready. Yeah. If he is ready, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, we can dive into this game preview. Why don't we just start with Deshaun Watson? It's been the biggest topic. It's the. I mean, it's been a weird situation ever since he you know, he got hurt and was like a game time decision essentially before the Ravens game and blah blah blah. We all know what what's been happening, but he put a full practice in today, took all the all the starter first team reps, and by all accounts, Mary Kay uh, said he looked good. Said he looked good throwing the ball. Yeah, and Justin had just sent out something that said he's expected to start. So
3: we keep getting news that it seems like it could be positive. You know, each day it's like we hear something, but then today's kind of the first day that I would say we heard extremely positive news. I'm very optimistic that he's going to be coming back. If not
2: this Sunday, then, then the next week, I think we'll have him back. Yeah, for sure. And I know uh, the quote from Kevin Safansky was we need to wait and see how his shoulder responds in the next 48 hours after, I mean he threw yesterday so he didn't practice Wednesday and I took that as a sign of we're not going to have him this week and I was I was wrong he came out yesterday threw the ball around on the field in practice that was cool not indoors behind scenes or whatever and then came out today and logged a full practice so he goes into the weekend officially questionable for the game but as long as everything heals well with that shoulder cuz i mean that's a lot of that's a lot of throwing and a lot of working out you know, for a guy that hasn't done it for a few weeks with a shoulder tear. So as long as everything goes well, you know, tomorrow and Sunday morning, I think we got our guy back. Yep. Kevin said he wanted to see, I'm talking Kevin Stefanski, wanted to see how he
3: respond, how his body responds. Yep. So, and I I think that's kind of what you were saying. this He could be sore from this practice. So if, you know, it doesn't take too long for your conditioning to kind of dwindle a little bit especially in a, a sport this physical so yeah we'll see and hopefully he feels good yep i we did get a comment that maybe we should sit him uh Ara is Ara pastor rob yes okay pastor rob says we don't require Deshaun to win in indy i don't like that attitude i think you gotta if he's healthy you have to start him and Get, I mean, get him ready. If anything, get him ready for the next game.
2: That would be like if Purdy was borderline last week and the 49ers came into Cleveland saying, ah, we don't need Brock Purdy to beat the the Browns. Well, you, you couldn't beat him, beat us with him. You know what I mean? So you always want to put your best players on the field, but if Deshaun's limited, then, I'd, then yeah, you sit him and you play P.J. Walker because at that point in time, he's your best option at quarterback. So I think however it unfolds, I mean, if they come out on Sunday and say, hey, look, you know that the shoulders sore. It's acting back up. It, it's swollen, inflamed, whatever. He's got limited, you know, mobility, pain, whatever, and he's not going to play. Then we just we just roll with it and pray that he he can bounce back and you know come back in the following week. Yeah, I totally agree. I just want to remind you guys in Ohio, DraftKings is running a new promotion. You don't want to miss new users, can place a $5 first bet, instantly claim $200 in bonus bets. You will also be rewarded with a separate no sweat single game parlay every single day when you opt in. All you have to do is sign up with our code, the dogs, all one word. Using our code, the dogs get you these great bonuses and it helps support our podcast. So if you have been considering, Signing up for DraftKings, and I highly encourage you to do so. Make sure you use the code THE DOGS or scan the QR code on the screen to maximize your first bets and parlays. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. Um, I do have actually a, we got two voicemails to play. So I'm gonna play the first one. This is actually from Justin. Left a voicemail so everybody could get some some Justin on tonight's
0: show. What up, my dogs? It's your boy Justin. Driving into work 1:30 in the morning, and all I keep thinking about is how excited I am for Sunday. Still don't have my voice, but man, I'm ready to lose it again going into this week. I just uh, I'd like to see us keep stacking things. Defense, build off that game. Um, you guys are playing out of your minds. I've never been more proud of a Browns defense in my life. Um, as far as the offense, man, if we have D, uh, Deshaun Watson out there for, oh, man, let's, build, let's start building identity around our quarterback. Uh, I just hope that he's healthy. If he's not healthy, I'm very okay with just letting him sit another week. Let's not lose the season just uh, on one game. As far as uh, Indianapolis, got to shut down, uh, whether it's Zach Moss or Jonathan Taylor, shut down that run game. And let's kind of expose Minshew a little bit. He's coming off of a three-interception game. Maybe this is an opportunity to get the turnover ratio headed in the right direction for us. Um, But, man, go dogs, Go, go Browns. Let's have fun. This is our time, guys. we waited our whole life for this. Let's go, baby. Cleveland, let's go. Oh, 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 oh.
3: (laughs) Thanks for bringing the energy, man. That's right. Love you, Justin. Energy we love to see. (laughs) That's what six monsters a day sounds like. Yeah, there you go. There it is. Love you, buddy. Thanks for the (laughs) voicemail. And since you know we're talking about Justin, I I wanted to just quickly. I was going to get to this, and then Justin left the comment. Buckner did not practice. DeForest Buckner did not practice today. Okay. So I just want to throw out there real quickly that if he doesn't play on Sunday,
2: that's huge for us. That is big for us. We could talk about. I got the injuries and stuff pulled up here, so I had not looked at the Colts yet, so I'm glad you guys brought that up. If we just look at the Browns first, and then I'll bring up the Colts official reports here, but uh, Sione Takitaki for the Browns has already been ruled out for the game, so we are not going to have Takitaki on defense, unfortunately. I know Anthony Walker was dealing with a concussion this week, but actually made it back into practice, and I don't see him on the injury report here, so I'm guessing he's going to play, which... It's kind of weird under the new concussion protocols. Typically, you miss at least a game. Um, let's see. Greg Newsome was limited in practice, but I, I he he looks like he's going to be good to go. Cream Hunt again limited with that thigh injury, but I think he'll be good to go. Let's see. Harrison Bryant was limited in practice today. He's questionable. Michael Dunn, I mentioned earlier this week, has already been placed on IR. But we will get Joel Batonio back, and of course, Deshaun Watson practiced today and will be questionable until Sunday. Alright, all right. let me find the Colts here. Let's see what they got going on. So, Offensive tackle Braden Smith, out. Kyle Granson, their starting tight end, or at least I think he is, out. Um, looks like Alec Pierce, they're either two or three receiver, however you want to look at that. He is questionable, and it does not look like he is expected to play. So they might be down a receiver, obviously. Anthony Richardson's out. I don't see anything about Buckner on the report for today, but that's really cool that he didn't practice. Eric Butler, welcome to the chat.
3: Took you long enough. Good to have you.
2: <laughs> Let's see. I'm just trying to find anything about Buckner real quick. but All I saw was that he didn't practice. I didn't see that he was injured. Oh, well, it could have been a personal thing as well. Um, that would not be listed on the report I'm looking at. So maybe that's why. Either way... um, you know, they do not have a a stellar defense. They don't have a stellar offense. I was looking to see how they perform defensively. They are, what is this, eight, the eighth worst team in the NFL giving up points per game. So they give up 25.3 points per game. So that's really great news for the Browns, whoever's under center. You know, if we can get out there, we just get a little momentum. We, you know, execute on our runs a little bit better with Jerome Ford on first, you know, first down, especially those early downs. I hate the second and eights and second and nines and God forbid second and 12s. Those are, those suck. But I'm looking at their schedule real quick. So they gave up
3: 20 to the Texans, 29 to the Rams, 16 to the Texans. who They scored three on us. So, I mean, I like our chances here uh nome says he is torn on whether Deshaun should start or not i am too my my philosophy going into the game is if he can and if if there's no out, there's always going to be a risk of injury cuz it's the nfl but i mean if there's no liable risk for injury with what he's got going on start deshaun watson
2: for sure yep and if if you're up by 28 points take him out yeah, you know, I mean it could be like the Titans game all over again. They so the Colts are giving up 243.7 passing yards a game. They're actually a little bit they're they're like middle of the pack against the run, which you know, whatever, but passing, they that seems to be their weak point. And if we if Deshaun is good, like if he comes out Sunday and he can throw the ball, he can drive it downfield, the team looks at him and says, "Okay, do you feel ready?" He says, "Yes." They think he's ready. Cool. Let's go. Because we need to get him tuned back up. He's missed However many weeks now, he's missed a couple games. You know, he was finally starting to click with the receivers and kind of get warmed up against Tennessee. But then it all hit a wall because he got hurt. So this is a great tune-up game if he's healthy enough to go out there and play. For him to get back in rhythm, continue to build the rapport with the receivers. I mean, Amari Cooper's locked and loaded. Wide receiver one, no doubt. But we need to get Elijah Moore going, especially if the Browns are not going to make any kind of moves at wide receiver at the trade deadline. You know, I've I've seen some of the rumor reports about, you know, DPJ possibly being moved in a package deal for maybe another player or something that would move Tillman up. But I want to see Elijah Moore get more involved as a receiver. I'm tired of doing the gadgety crap with him, and I want to see him, what he can do as a route runner on the field because he's so good.
3: Yeah. Um, is he, I might have misheard,
2: leading the league in separation? He, well, I said he was leading the league, and I was wrong. He is number two by one-tenth of a whatever yard. Rondale Moore is at 4.5, and Elijah Moore, 4.4, le- or second in the league. Um, You said Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore so is first at 4.5, first, okay. and then Elijah's at
3: 4.4. Yep. Okay, so that's really interesting. And, and Elijah Moore has quite a few targets on the season, two, but... That's just that's one of those things where I just want to see us use in the right way. Blank brought up using Marquise Goodwin for the end-around type plays instead of Elijah Moore. I'm cool with that. That's what I want to see too. I think we got. I, I don't even think we have to move for a receiver before the trade deadline. You know, I really don't. So I mean, we have pieces in place. We can have success. You know, I just think it's all about using the guys the right way and getting Deshaun back on. I mean, he looked so good his last game, so I'm still optimistic. He might look slow again, but that's one of the reasons I want
2: to get Deshaun back now is because I want him to get a game under his belt before we go play the Seahawks. Yeah, that would be exactly where I'm at, too. I mean, and I agree with what you said there. I mean, we don't necessarily have to make any kind of moves, anything crazy at wide receiver. I mean, just need to continue building that rapport with Elijah Moore. And I I really do think that David Bell has played well in spots, you know, when he's been called upon to make plays and do things. And I think we're seeing again, like last year, I mean, he's being used on the field, not always just as like a receiver. He's not getting targeted, but he's out there. So they trust him to do his job, whatever it is on, you know, whatever play is called. Pastor Rob, to your point, Blake talks so much.
3: It is way easier to talk when Blake's not here. <laughs> but Blake's also way better at this, so we let him talk.
2: Yeah, but that, you know, yeah. Blake's, Blake did it for a few years before you joined, so just got to get your... Dude, when uh, get two it, dogs are out, you, I mean, I have to say something. Otherwise, it's going to be a lot of radio silence. So. <laughs> uh, let's see. Andrew Jackson says, did, did we watch the interview with Richard Sherman and Greg Newsom? I did not. Did you, John?
3: No, the only thing I've watched recently is uh, the Kevin Stefanski press conference from today. Okay,
2: all right. That was pretty short. That was a pretty easy one to get to. Nick H says, "What would you like to see from Deshaun Watson if he plays?" Me personally, I want to see. I'm going to keep it simple. No turnovers. That's it. That's all I want to see. I don't care about how many yards, touchdowns. I just don't want to see any turnovers. No fumbles. No picks. I totally agree. No turnovers, and I. I kind of want to see him maybe slide.
3: We talked already about that's not really his game. I'm glad you said that. Because, you know, I think early this year, I think it was you that pointed out that's not really been his his MO as a quarterback. But I, that's as a coach, I'd be letting him know
2: if you're going to play, you better not go out and get take another shoulder shot. Yeah, so that's one thing. I'm glad you mentioned that. I was going to talk about this. It's one thing I do worry about because if you noticed last night, Trevor Lawrence was questionable going you know, from Sunday on a short week into the Thursday night football game. He had a knee uh, injury, I forget what it was, sprained knee or something. He had to wear a brace last night, he was good enough to go. And even on the broadcast, they were saying, well, you know, it could be limited mobility. He ran more last night than he has all season. I mean, when your instincts as a quarterback and as an athlete take over, you do things with your body that if you were thinking about it, you wouldn't do or you wouldn't risk. And we saw, I saw that with Trevor Lawrence last night, the way he was running and trying to get, you know, picking up first downs and extra yards and things. And I was thinking about Deshaun Watson. Like, I know he's got the hurt shoulder, but when does the, in the middle, the heat of the moment in the game and the battle, do the instincts take over? And he lowers that shoulder just trying to get an extra yard, not thinking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I well, worry a about human,
3: that. He's not a, a supercomputer or an android. So right, he's... He's probably going to make some instinctual type plays, and it's one of those things where I'm not even going to say it. Never mind. I'm not <laughs> even. am I'm, I'm not even going to jinx us.
2: So all right, well we'll just Mo- leave, moving on. Leave it at that. We'll uh, on. <laughs> Fatal Home says I think Elijah Moore went from not enough usage to being thrown into too much. He's a little overworked and making bad decisions because of it. I don't disagree with that one bit. I do feel like especially when they get him. He, when a play is designed specifically for him, like, okay, you're getting this end around, you're getting this sweep, this pitch, this toss, whatever. And he's not just out there running a route, trying to get open to be one of the options. When he's the only option, I think he fights way too much. I think he overthinks what he's trying to do. Every play needs to be a home run. And instead of being a home run, it turns into a negative yard play. Um, i
3: Teams historically don't have great luck forcing the ball to somebody that they know can make plays. You you do your job as a quarterback, as a receiver, tight end, whatever your position is, do your job. If it's blocking, then block. If you're trying to get open, get open. And if you get the ball, you get the ball. But we trust our quarterback to go through his reads and make the right play. I don't like the idea of forcing the ball to somebody just cuz on paper he's a playmaker. You know, just let, you know, let the offense be more fluid, more natural.
2: Yep, I hundred percent agree with you there. So uh, let's see here. I'm just going to look at where's so Indianapolis is actually on the uh, the upper half of the league in offensive yards generated per game, 345.3 a game, and a lot of that has to do with the couple games that Gardner Minshew's played. I mean, he hasn't necessarily played like well and and put up like a lot of touchdowns. But he puts up a lot of yards. He throws the ball a ton. I mean, he's been a starter in the league before. You know, he's he's a, good, he's a good quarterback. He's not like elite or great or anything like that. But if you need a guy to come in and play a couple games for you, you can do a lot worse than Gardner Minshew.
3: Um,
2: the thing with that
3: is we have to stop the run. Because yes. I think we can get some turnovers off of Gardner Minshew if – they feel like they have to throw it. If yep. we come in and look weak up the middle, you know, like last year, and whoever plays at running back, whether it's Taylor or Moss or they split carries, if if they're looking really good against us, I think it, it that could be really annoying. I still trust our defense. I have no reason not to. But I think – and do you want me to read that text from Blake real quick since he didn't leave a voicemail? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, If I can find it here. (laughs) All right. I didn't read through the whole thing yet, so I'm just going to read it off and Hopefully it makes sense. Blake says, shut down the run game, force Minshew to throw and pressure him. He just threw three picks on the Jags defense. Could be a get right game for the offense. They are bottom half of the league against the run and pass. Would like to see no turnovers by the offense and continue to open it up and build on the Titans game if Watson plays. No jet sweeps for Elijah Moore. Couldn't agree more, buddy. <laughs> I want to see us come out with a high level of intensity and not have a letdown coming off the emotional win against the Niners. This is the part of the season where the good teams start to separate themselves. Next three games will sort of dictate how the season is going to go. Well said, Blake. And we're glad to get your thoughts on the show since you're not here today. So stop the run. That's, that's kind of, you know, we're all on the same page there. That's, that's what, I think that's kind of what they're going to go to first. And maybe they'll come out and surprise us. But I think they're going to try to establish their own game. And if we can shut that down, it's going to be a really
2: long day for the Colts offense. Yeah, and I mean, and we've shut down the run against everybody we've played so far. And one of those teams was the Titans with Derrick Henry, who historically just kills defenses like the what the Browns used to have. So this defense I have full confidence in. You know, coming into this game, it's our offense that, It's it's why if Deshaun Watson's healthy enough to play, I want him out there because our offense needs work. We're only averaging 19 points a game. That's like bottom half of the league. The Colts are actually in the top half of the league at 23.3. I would love for the Browns to get up there. And I understand we had DTR for one of those games. And I understand we have P.J. Walker against the 49ers. I get all that. But still, we need to start generating more points. And we need to start it this week in a dome against a bad, you know, not like a horrible team, but... They're definitely not on the level that we are. Uh, Andrew asked what the crowd will be like, and this
3: this, is—you can't always see it on TV, but if you've ever been to a road game, we travel very well. Yeah, Uh, we travel. I mean, and this is an. We don't travel like the Cowboys travel, but you know, we also have 100% authentic fans, not bandwagon. (laughs) So, um, I went to. Panthers. Johnny Manziel got the start. I think it was 2014 or 15. I can't remember the year. uh In Charlotte, though, at, I was amazed at how Browns fans travel. I've been to Lucas Oil, but only for know Ohio State was the Big Ten championship. I've never been to a Browns game at Lucas Oil, but that is a four-hour drive. Mm-hmm. And give or take, I have
2: a feeling if you're actually in the stadium, you're going to see a lot of Browns fans. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, it's why we have Browns Backers Clubs all over the country and the world. I mean, we're just, we're everywhere. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, fall is in the air, and that means we're looking forward to more of these crisp mornings, falling leaves, and sweater weather. But more importantly, it's the perfect time for fall grilling, tailgating, and cozy comfort food. And let's go back to that tailgating. Did you guys tailgate before that awesome victory over the 49ers that's right this browns defense is awesome and there's no better way no better food to celebrate with at your tailgates and fall cookouts than omaha steaks omaha steaks has all your fall cravings covered with 50 percent off site-wide during their semi-annual sale that's 50 percent off all of your favorite tender juicy extra aged steaks like their butcher's cut filet mignons go to omahasteaks.com Right now, use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out to get an extra $30 off your order. With Omaha Steaks, these possibilities are endless. You get endless flavor, endless value on incredible entrees, scrumptious sides, decadent desserts, and so much more. All of them, 50% off during the semi-annual sale, and every bite is backed by Omaha Steaks' 100% unconditional guarantee. Go to omahasteaks.com right now, shop all of your delicious favorites for half the price. Don't forget to enter that promo code DOGS, DAWGS when you check out, get an extra $30 off your order. Hurry up. This sale is only for a limited time. Minimum purchase may apply. or everywhere. And speaking of Andrew and being at Lucas Oil, here's a voicemail from Kenny Mack, who's going to be joining him.
4: Yo guys, it is Kenny Mack, and I'm on my way to Indy to have a good time with Nat. I don't see any I don't know what that was. But anyways, let's talk about some brownies. Hey, when you guys were talking about the show, I didn't want to say too much about the 49ers, but I got to say something about this guy, man, Jalen Darden on special teams. Uh, The way things are going on our offense, let's play that short game and get a real returner in there. He looks damn good. Uh, You guys were also debating Hunt Ford. I'm leaning towards Hunt as well, only because he's following the blockers better than Ford is right now. However, I thought Ford was way better in the second half of that game and probably got coached up. So we'll see what happens. And last but not least, can't wait to go see Andrew Jackson and party with this guy down in Indy. Guys, we'll be down in Gate 10 area having a good time. We'll be drinking some Pound Town loggers, my Ottawa Browns backers beer. Let's go, Brownies. Whoa, 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 whoa.
2: <laughs> yeah, I do think that Jalen Darden um, looked better as a returner last week than what we've been seeing out of uh, DPJ. What did you think, John? Uh, oh, t- 100%. I thought he showed some
3: some flashes that he could be made the guy at
2: returning. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got some moves. Yes, he does. Um, so I wanted to talk about this. So, you know, it's been an ongoing theme with the show that we've been talking about with the Browns all season, and it's the the turnovers. We've already mentioned it earlier. Our turnover differential as a team is negative eight. That is the worst in the NFL, for as good as our defense is, being number one pretty much in every category, overall defense is number one in the NFL. To be absolute dead last in turnover differential, that is just so indicative of how bad the offense has been in that, in that category. Um, the New England Patriots are tied there with us at negative eight. So that's not an offense you want to be in the same category with right now as the New England Patriots. Yeah. And then like total giveaways the only team with more than the browns is the vikings they have 13 we have 12 i mean it's it's awful it's absolutely terrible you look at the like the 49ers only have 3 you know i mean the the good teams in the league just they control this stat where you know you want to be in the plus on your turnover differential and not not down at the bottom of the league and as good as our defense has been
3: we cannot Cover we'll a fumble that will force the fumble, and
2: the offense keeps it. It's it's super frustrating. It is. Yep. But I mean, and Blake's talk about talked about this before, where you know the thing with the Browns' defense is we don't we don't really give offensive offenses enough time to commit a turnover. We a, a lot of times by the end of the game, by the third quarter, even they're they're snap pass like just that's the only thing a quarterback can do to avoid being sacked is. Got to throw it quick, and then they end up being short passes. That's why I don't think Gardner Minshew is going to have a great day. I don't think their receivers are going to do a whole lot. I think, kind of like every game we've seen, there might be a big play. I think you might see like a a thirty yard, you know, splash play from like Michael Pittman or Josh Downs or something like that. But I I don't know, man. Maybe maybe no big runs get broken in this one. By the, you know, we saw the CMC had a big one last week, but I don't know, man. Our defense is so freaking good. It's so we are
3: leading the league in three and outs by isn't the second place team like less than half? But uh, we have, they were, I'm sure they probably still are. Yeah, I, I yeah, because I didn't, I saw this stat mm-hmm. before the 49ers game, but insane. Like our defense is doing things that in the league that we're in this high, you know, potent offense, a lot of passing, insanely good, historically good quarterbacks. It's
2: unbelievable what our defense is doing right now. Yeah, I mean, Aura just asked, what are our thoughts on uh, Miles going up against a rookie left tackle for them? Um, I mean, you saw my, what Miles did to Trent Williams, who's like a Hall of Fame left tackle, one of the best, probably the best in the league right now, and I mean, he threw that guy around like he didn't weigh three hundred and whatever fifty pounds. Yeah, uh, ha- w- what was the stat? Didn't I thought? Um, I should have looked this up. Trent Williams had, I think, his worst game, maybe since like, maybe not ever, but in a while. No, I think I heard I heard something like that though. Yeah, and I I don't know the
3: exact what you're trying to say, but I know he it was a terrible game for him. You know, as far as the grade goes, and I Miles didn't even have a sack. He just. Holy Trent
2: Williams yeah. He let our other guys in the backfield too. I mean, this could be I mean, a sack of rama if Minshew doesn't uh catch on to the snap pass, you know, method. I'm ex- that's a matchup I'm excited about. I'm sure they're
3: gonna double team him. I'm sure they're gonna hold him.
2: Oh yeah, choke hold every play. Yep, they're gonna they're gonna choke hold him. No for calls, sure. won't get called. Uh, expect poor officiating in this game. I mean, might as well just throw that out there now. If you guys go into the game expecting the refs are going to suck, then you're ready to go because they suck every week. I mean, across the NFL, it's not just a Browns thing anymore. Like, it is bad. It is bad across the league. You're seeing it from every fan base on social media. It's it's awful. Uh, the NFL's got some work to do there. Um, last thing I wanted to mention was just – Continue to shout out Dewan Jones for playing like a freaking beast. I mean, this is a kid that, you know, we drafted fourth round, I believe, and we were kind of shocked that he fell. I know there was some questions about maybe his dedication and motivation and all that kind of stuff in the pre draft process or whatever. But at Ohio State, I mean, what, he gave up one pressure his entire two years that he played on that offensive line, I believe. He something like that has really
3: lived up to and surpassed expectations in my opinion it's been pleasant surprise he's yes. been kind of, he was kind of like the
2: luxury of the draft for us this year honestly yeah and um, well I was just going to say real quick we, we mentioned Jed Wills last week I mean he did I did notice an uptick in his play and his effort level it seemed like he was a little more focused and dialed in in that game I don't know what got him that way and I need to see it repeated before I start saying, oh, I think Jed Wills is going to be okay. Like, I'm still worried about Jed Wills a lot.
3: Oh, yeah, I am too. Uh, Yeah, I mentioned that last week. History shows us he'll still continue to struggle. But, you know, seeing that he had a pretty good game, I mean, it's it's still something to, you know, to be excited about. And if he can continue to improve and show that effort that kind of solves a
2: major issue for us. Yeah, I mean, it would. It would mean we don't have to go buy anything at the trade deadline. We did get a question why we used uh, Cedric Tillman yet.
3: That's probably something the coaches are seeing in practice. Why that, don't we use DPJ? And, and you know... I mean, DPJ is out there, you know, more. But, I mean, that's, that's really not something I feel like I can answer. But I... <laughs> I would imagine the coaches see something where they just don't think he's
2: quite ready to be, a, you know, the guy. But his time's coming. Don't worry. I think it is, too. I think that, um, you know, I, I'm not trying to make excuses when I say these things, but you look at the Brown season so far, five games. The first week, man, the weather was awful. I mean, we were up at that game, me and Blake and, and Justin, and it was, it was wet the whole time. So the passing game just, it was not conducive to that. So... You didn't see a whole lot of receivers get involved. The Steelers game was just a crap show from the beginning, from the very first play. And then, you know, Titans, we played well, and then we lost Deshaun. So we haven't really had a chance to incorporate wide receivers like I think the plan was coming into the season. So I'm hoping we start to see that here over this next stretch. 100%. 100%. Andrew Jackson says, Shouldn't Jed be a Hall of Famer by now going against Miles every day in practice? It can't hurt. <laughs> maybe can't that, maybe hurt. that's where his lack of confidence comes from. Maybe he just gets this snout beat out of him every day of practice by Miles. By the time the game comes around, he's like, Man, I suck at this. I can't. I'm not even going to try. I don't know. Yeah. Passing Rob. So we're no longer a crap
3: team. So good teams let their rookie receivers, you know, grow before we just throw them out there. Andrew um, Anderson, he's playing in four games. Yeah, I,
2: I'm not sure how many snaps he's played, though. Not many. But not many. Uh, I think he's only caught passes. Is he only caught one pass on the year? I know he caught a pass this past game, but I think that was the only one, maybe, this whole year so. If it's true that we will
3: get rid of DPJ before the trade deadline, then Tillman will be
2: in there. Okay, let's talk about that real quick before we wrap this up. I know we're going a little bit over, but, you know, it's Friday night. We're not going to the game tonight, so who cares, right? Right. Um, should the Browns consider moving DPJ at the trade deadline if, you know, say they're trying to get a left tackle, say they're trying to get bowls from Denver, and Denver says, uh, eh, give us DPJ. You know what I mean? Are we really using DPJ? Do You know, would we rather have the left tackle... What do you um, think?
3: Probably. And we just got done talking about Jed Wills. Uh, if there's, you know, something I hate on an NFL roster, it's a question mark. I hate having your fingers crossed before the game being like, man, he's had good games. He's had bad games. Please let this be one of his good games. Yeah. I don't want a question mark on the offensive line.
2: I just wish Joe Thomas was 10 years younger. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome, man? He definitely missed the the time to be here, but... That's just the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. As Bruce Almighty would say.
3: We there were so many predictions that DPJ wouldn't be a Brown next year, but it's because people thought he was going to play himself out of you know a contract given what we're going to be able to pay everybody. Right. And that's no that does not seem to be an issue right now. No, it does Uh, not. (laughs) You got guys looking at everything. And if someone for another team says they're not using him. He's open. This is his, you know, this is statistically how often he's getting open. He seems to be a good route runner. He's shown to have good hands. Maybe another team wants. Yeah. You know, I a lot of this. Two, two games with backup quarterbacks. One game where our we were in a hostile Pittsburgh environment and our game plan got wrecked. Yeah. And you know, another bad weather game week one. So it's tough. It's, it's just really tough to make predictions. You kind of have to go based off of what you've seen, but then you have to keep in mind, maybe we haven't seen everything. So maybe DPJ is going to get some touches. I, I'm personally, what I'm really hoping for more than DPJ getting touches is that Elijah Moore is going to be utilized correctly. And and we're going to capitalize on that. Separation stat that he's kind of killing the league in right now.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Um, last thing here, real quick Samantha, I like this one. She says, I'm getting sick of penalty calls ruining David and Joku's plays. Every damn time he does anything, the ball comes back. Get the ball to David and Joku. I think that's something the Browns would be very smart to focus more on. I know we've been trying to force feed Elijah Moore. I don't know why we don't force feed David just a little bit more because the dude is. Very good with the ball in his hands. He's always going to fall forward. That's the one thing I love about David versus some of the receivers. You see some of these guys catch the ball, you know, it might be third and seven. They catch it at six yards and they try to dance backwards to kind of, you know, evade a tackle where it's like, just fall forward. Just fall forward and get the first down. You don't have to worry about that with David. I mean, he's always going forward.
3: Is it safe to say he's getting burned by penalties? Oh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I couldn't oh, help. Oh, too soon, too soon. I know, <laughs> but I think the chat will like it. We'll see. That's uh, Christopher awesome. Lindsay, is this your first time watching this show? Because it gets pretty uh crazy.
2: <laughs> Must be. Yeah, the our demeanor is mellow. I don't feel very mellow. I feel like you know, I don't know. Feel good. You feel good. I, I mean. He doesn't know me. This is me. This is the highest you will ever see my emotions. That's true. This is John on fire. Like, right now, there was one, what? There was an after hours where you were a little bit more fired than this, but it wasn't like, I'll a lot more. Um,
3: It's, you know, it's tough to get the words in sometimes, but it's, it's definitely easier with only two guys, so. It is, because um, I'm, I'm glad you like the show, though. Keep checking us out, and you know you'll probably see some episodes where you don't like us as much but it all depends on where you stand on you know Kevin Stefanski and stuff like that and Blake I gotta apologize for one thing though because it's it's on my mind I took Zach Cobb's spot and Colts fans hated Zach Cobb. oh that's right I forgot about that I don't think I uh filled those shoes very well today so I should have come more well prepared to uh to irritate some Colts fans but I'm
2: sorry guys I let you down I mean I guess if we want to irritate Colts fans I mean they already know us coming but here's the thing you guys have to play a, a 100% perfect mistake free game on offense against our defense to do anything I mean if, if Gardner Minshew comes out and puts up 300 yards and 3 touchdowns we might have a problem because Joe Burrow couldn't do that. I mean, Lamar Jackson doesn't know what 300 yards looks like, so I'm not worried about him. Brock Purdy barely got over 100. Uh, can he pick it? <laughs> can he pick it? So I, I think we're going to be okay. But again, you know, like we started the show talking about trap game. Can't take it lightly. I mean, it's a professional NFL game, but this is a game where you go out there and you, you just show that coming off of a big win, we're going to start stacking these things up and it starts Sunday.
3: Yeah. And, you know, we just can't beat ourselves. I feel like we got beat one time this year. I will not take anything away from the Ravens. I was adamant about that. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, they beat us. But we really
2: beat ourselves against the Steelers. Yes, 100%. And that goes back to the turnover thing. I mean, our defense, most of the points, honestly, that, that our team has given up that have been scored against our team have not been because of our defense and their poor play or anything. It's been because our offense gives the freaking ball to the other team in short fields, in scorable situations, and it just puts our defense in a tough spot. Yeah, and so this is how good our defense is. We're still number one in the league in points, right? Yeah. Where
3: did that change? Okay, nope. so we're number one in the league in points. I remember three of those points came from a drive by the Titans where we actually pushed them back they didn't even get positive yards but our defense gets kind of screwed there well it was and when elijah moore fumbled i think at least two touchdowns have gone against uh our uh defense when our offense gave them the ball in the red zone yep so you know it's our defense is
2: even better than it looks that's a good point and that yeah the stats don't really show that because it takes into account all the points that are scored but yeah if you go in and you really you know just take out all the points that our offense has just offered up on a silver platter for the other teams our defense is just pretty much shutting people out which is awesome. Yeah. I expect I, I expect that this game. That's what I I do. I just want to say one more
3: thing, I want just for the chat I was on youtube earlier and i saw some stuff about potential nicknames for the browns defense do you guys have any good ones
2: Mm. yeah you know and i've been seeing this going around about what should the nickname be and i i almost hate that personally i i don't like the idea of having to force it like don't don't force a nickname if something comes up naturally and it's just what they end up getting called you know that's awesome but i don't know i don't like i don't like voting on a nickname and that's the official nickname you know what i mean well, on, what you want i totally agree i mean the 85 bears defense is the 85 bears defense right right they, yeah they might,
3: have, they might have a nickname but that's what everybody calls them <laughs> yeah well no, i love
2: it 15 and 2 let's do it maybe that's what we nickname our defense 15 and 2 that'd be nice all right cool i like some of the ones i'm seeing though but i we're pretty much wrapping it up, right? The Bone Collectors, Reapers, Hounds, the Beasts of CLE. Yeah. Yeah, Andrew Jackson, don't force a nickname with you, buddy, with you. Just let I, it No, I, I do agree. I just thought it was a fun topic. So. And honestly, once you do something like that, like force a nickname, is whenever things start to go the opposite direction, I feel like. Just don't I think don't you jinx it. Right. Just let them go out there and beat the snot out of it. Jim Schwartz, man. Gosh, is that guy having fun on the sidelines. I love it. Me too, man. All right, everybody. We appreciate you tuning in. I think right, we're going to wrap this up now, yeah? Let's do it. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know where you guys are watching from, but if you're in the Dover, Philly area, go Dover, beat Philly. That's what I grew up on. So, Blake and Justin will be there repping. And, um, I still wish you didn't tear down the Dairy Queen, though. <laughs> I, dude, I hung out there a lot in high school. <laughs>
3: I worked right down the road. Well, we worked at the same place at one point, but... I didn't know you there, but uh, I worked true. at
2: Ally. I uh, I went to Dairy Queen like every day. <laughs> that <laughs> so. was good stuff. All right, well, go Brownies. We're going to go after the Colts on Sunday. And, um, you know, again, just pay attention to the news cycle and see what's going on with Deshaun. And either way, Deshaun, PJ, I just, I expect this defense to continue to dominate. You know, if it ends up being PJ Walker, we didn't talk about this, but again, the same thing applies. Quit turning the freaking ball over offense and we will be A-OK. So with all that being said, guys, continue to to follow us on the socials. Like this video, subscribe to the channel, please. We really appreciate it. Join the dogs.com if you want to be an official dog pack member. You could do it now because you could do a free trial for seven days before you actually have to start paying for the monthly. And it's only $4.99 at the base level. And then you get to join the Discord for Sunday's game, see what it's like in there, hang out with everybody. I'm sure Andrew Jackson, Kenny Mack will be in the Discord from, you know, from Indy at the game. Like, mm-hmm. it's so cool. We got people all over the world in there on game days interacting and. There's just really no better place to be so. With all that being said, we appreciate everybody tuning in and until we talk to you guys on hopefully another victory Monday, let's go Browns. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at the dogspodcast.com.